Welcome to this special episode of Broadway World Sound Like a Pop Podcast. I'm Matt Tamanini, and I'm joined by the brains of our operation, Jennifer McHugh. Jen, how you doing? You ready for some Oscar talk? I'm always ready for Oscar talk. Of course. You can follow Jen on Twitter at EponineQ, and you can follow me at BWWMatt, and you can follow both of us at SLIP Podcast. This week, we are going to discuss the upcoming Academy Awards. Jen, we play a little game when it comes to awards. We play Wish, Want, and Will. We go through a handful of categories, and we say something that we wish about this category, whether it was someone that got snubbed, something, someone maybe someone that we wish hadn't been nominated, anything that we want. There's no rhyme or reason or rules on the wish. Then we also talk about who we want to win out of the nominees, and then we pick who we think will win out of the nominees. Jen, I will note that these are non-binding. We will have an official predictions article that comes out on Broadway World this Friday, right before the Academy Awards. Those will be our official ones, so that we can have a little wager, which maybe we can talk about at the end of the show, because we haven't talked about that yet. So these are the wishes, wants, and wills for the following categories. Best Original Song. Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Director, Best Leading Actress, Best Leading Actor, and Best Picture. Jen, any caveats you want to throw out before we get into our wishes, wants, and wills? I don't think I have a caveat, per se. Um, I like that you stated that it was non-binding, but I feel pretty good about them. Yeah, I do, too. I feel like this is as straightforward of a year as it has been in a long time. Just for the record, when we do our predictions, we will do every category in our predictions article. So Jen and I will have a whole lot more than just this for our predictions, just in case you are filling out a last-minute predictions office pool or something. But we'll have that. We'll have some other Broadway World people and some maybe some celebrities, if I can wrangle them to, uh, to give their thoughts and opinions as well. So Jen, are you ready to dive in? Absolutely. Okay, let's start with Best Original Song. The nominees are Audition, The Fools Who Dream from La La Land, Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls, City of Angels, also from La La Land, The Empty Chair from Jim, The James Foley Story, and How Far I'll Go from Moana. Jen, do you want, since you're the more musically inclined one of us, do you want to go ahead and lead us off with your wish? I will speak about a film I mentioned in our last episode called Sing Street. And I feel like this film was overshadowed. And I thought that it would at least get a a song nomination for the song Drive It Like You Stole It. So I really wish that they had been acknowledged because it's a little tiny film from Ireland. And I, I wish that they had gotten some recognition. My wish for Best Original Song is a song from a film that I think was overlooked. It's a, a small film that came out of Ireland called Sing Street. I wish that they had nominated a song called Drive It Like You Stole It. I am not joking with you. I also would have been totally fine if they nominated The Riddle of the Model, because that oh is kind of, that's, that's actually funny. probably one of my favorite songs from that movie. But the big song from the movie was Drive It Like You Stole It, although The Riddle of the Model is just hilarious. Um, but one other thing I will say, 
I would have been much more inclined to side with Moana moving forward in the Once and Wills if instead of nominating How Far I'll Go, they nominated We Know the Way, because I like We Know the Way much better than How Far I'll Go. So that's a, a side wish since you and I overlapped on Wish there. Yeah, that's really weird because um, I apologize to our listeners for us wholeheartedly agreeing on something <laughs> twice in a row. <laughs> that's really weird. Okay, so Jen, what do you want from the current slate of nominees? What do you want to win in the best original song category? I don't I don't think anyone's going to be surprised at what I want to win. It's how far I'll go because I want Lin-Manuel Miranda to be a PGOT. Well, we actually on Broadway radio, we actually expanded that um, to, oh man, what did we, we expanded it to a, a Mac Pigoot because he's got the mm-hmm. MacArthur, got the MacArthur, got the Pulitzer. If he wins, he'll have an Oscar. He's always also got an Olivier. He's got a Grammy. He got a Tony. So, I'm going, I'm going with the much more easy to flow off the tongue MacPigoot if he wins. That's my want. Yeah. No big surprise. No, probably not much of a surprise either. My want is the audition song from La La Land. I think it's haunting. It's got a beautiful melody by Jason Hurwitz. I really like the lyrics from Pasek and Paul, and it provides a much bigger emotional punch than City of Stars does. Um, and to be honest with you, even though for character purposes, she hides it through much of the beginning of the movie. Emma Stone is a much better singer than Ryan Gosling is. So if it's going to come down to a song from La La Land, which I think it will, I wish that Emma's song was the one that will. W- I want Emma's song to win. Um, I don't know that it will, but I would go with the audition song as my want. So, Jen, what do you think actually will win in the best original song category at this Sunday's Oscars? I think City of Stars will win, even though I don't, and it's not just because of bias, I don't think it's as strong of a song as How Far I'll Go is. And if it is a La La Land song, I would rather audition win, but I think City of Stars will. Yeah, I I think it's, uh, this is as much of a no-brainer award as uh, there is, and I think there's a couple of no-brainer awards. I think City of Stars uh, will win as much as you and I both agree that we wish it wouldn't. I think City of Stars is going to win. It's not a bad song. I don't hate the song. I just don't think that it's as strong as some of the other ones. And to be honest with you, I really enjoyed that Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls. The Justin Timberlake song kind of was like the song of the summer this year. Um, it's not in terms of, you know, the Academy Awards. It's not as strong of an emotional and, and character driven song. But I would have been OK with that winning over City of Stars, to be honest with you. Me too. I love that song. And I'm really looking forward to seeing him perform it on the award show. Yeah, there's some really interesting performers um, coming up there. Uh, neither Ryan Gosling or Emma Stone will be performing their songs, um, although John Legend will be there, who is one of the co-stars from La La Land. We will also see Lin-Manuel Miranda and, oh man, I'm going to screw up her her name, Ale'i Krahalio, um performing the Moana song. Sting is going to be there performing the empty chair from Jim the James Foley story, and Justin Timberlake will be there. So that's always one of the highlights. One of the, the seeing the original songs performed is always cool. City of stars, are you shining just for me? City of stars, there's so much that I can't see. Who knows? Is this the start of something wonderful? Or one more dream 
So, okay, so we're in line for the most part um, in Best Original Song. Let's move on to Best Supporting Actor. The nominees are Mahershala Ali from Moonlight, Jeff Bridges from Hell or High Water, Lucas Hedges from Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel from Lion, and Michael Shannon from Nocturnal Animals. Jen, since you went first on the last one, I'll go ahead and go first on this one. This is one that no one should be surprised uh, about because I've been beating this drum for about 12 months now. I really, really wish that John Goodman had been nominated for Best Supporting Actor for 10 Cloverfield Lane. I knew from the beginning, I said it when I reviewed it, you know, 12 months ago, that there was almost no shot of it happening. But the performance was so good um, in a film that was surprisingly much more than just a alien invasion semi-sequel that I thought it would be. It was such a good performance, such a good movie. I wish John Goodman had been nominated, even though I knew that there was a very slim to none chance of that actually happening. So, Jen, what say you? Well, my wish is even more outlandish than yours because this would never happen in a million years. But you know what? That's why they're called wishes. <laughs> and I wish that the three actors that portrayed Chiron in Moonlight were nominated. Alex Hibbert, Ashton Sanders, and Trevante Rhodes. I thought each of them portrayed that role in a heartbreaking and eloquent manner. And I wish all three of them had been nominated for that role. Maybe like a uh, Matilda, like a Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot thing. Thing. Yeah. You know what's mm-hmm. interesting? What's interesting about those three actors is that they're playing the same character, but they really look nothing alike. They didn't really go out of their way to get three actors that looked like they could be the same person at various times in his life. But it doesn't matter because they're so good at, at making this character realistic. It doesn't matter that they don't really look all that much alike. But you're right. They were all three fantastic, especially the, the, the youngest one. I really, really appreciated him. For the want in the Best Supporting Actor category, I'm going to stick with Moonlight. I would really, really love to see Marshala Ali win. He's someone we've talked about. He is definitely having a moment, as you like to say. He has been in some really big projects over the last few years, but never really gotten the attention from them that I think he deserves. And I think he was fantastic in Moonlight, even though he really was only in a third of the movie. But I would love to see him win that in a category that, even though I did not see Nocturnal Animals, the other four, you know, Marshala and the other three, um, I didn't see Michael Shannon. I think it's a great category. I think it's a really, really competitive category. And I would have no problem with any of those other ones winning. But I want Marshala to win. I find that um, almost consistent in Best Supporting Actor is that I won't have a problem with any of them winning. Mm-hmm. Um, my want is Dev Patel because of my allegiance to Lion and his beautifulness. But um, <laughs> I, like you said, I want all of these guys to win. Yeah. Interestingly enough, as we're recording, they are just finishing up the BAFTAs, um, which is the British Academy Film Awards. And uh, Dev Patel actually won Best Sporting Actor. So that was a, a big one in his category because all of the momentum was seemingly going to Marshala in this category. So maybe there will be a little bit of tension going into the Academy Awards this weekend. However, I think Marshala will win. I think there's been a lot of love for Moonlight in a lot of places outside of the best picture, because I, I, you know, so far in all of the awards, La La Land is pretty much swept, but I think people really do appreciate some of the artistry that Moonlight has, has displayed. And I think this is one of the categories where that's really going to come through. But I think my want and my will are going to be the same with Marshala Ali walking away with an Academy Award. I have him for my will as well. And I, I loved him in Moonlight. And again, like I just said, I'll be fine with any of these people in this category winning. Yep, absolutely. Similarly, going to the Best Supporting Actress category, I don't think you have a weak link 
in here. There's some things you can quibble over, but I, I, I don't think you will have a problem whoever wins um, with being able to look at it and say, yep, that was a deserving performance. The nominees are Viola Davis from Fences, uh, Naomi Harris from Moonlight, Nicole Kidman from Lion, Octavia Spencer from Hidden Figures, and Michelle Williams from Manchester by the Sea. Jen, um, alternating back and forth, why don't you go ahead and go first with your wish in this category? My wish is that Janelle Monet had gotten some love, whether it be for Moonlight or Hidden Figures. I think she just came out of nowhere this year, and all of a sudden she's this great actress. And her character in both of those movies were award-worthy. So I wish that she had gotten love for either one of those films. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. Um, I really don't have anything that that's jarring to me in terms of, of Wish. If I did have one, I would have be fine with Janelle Monet. Uh, being there. I also thought about putting <laughs> uh, uh, Sarah Paulson in this category for the movie Blue Jay. Um, however, it's she's like one of two people in the movie. So I had a tough time justifying her as supporting, even though the, the film definitely centers on, on Mark Duplass's character. But since I'm not going to go with Sarah Paulson, I'm going to go with Molly Shannon for the movie Other People, which um, is on Netflix. It was a little indie thing. I don't know how much of a wide release it actually got, but it was about a gay TV writer played by Jesse Plemons from, I mean, still to me, he's later from Friday Night Lights, but also now from Fargo. Um, he moves home when his mother um, is diagnosed with cancer and um, he kind of takes care of her throughout this process while also kind of learning stuff about himself. The movie was really, really good. So if you haven't seen that, I recommend that. Um, but since you mentioned Janelle Monet, I'll go ahead and go with Molly Shannon in that category. It's fair. All right. What do you want out of this category? I want Michelle Williams to win for Manchester by the Sea. Mm. Um, she is another one that in every movie she's in, even if it is, and it can't be more than 10, 15 minutes in this movie, but her role is so significant and her scene is so memorable that I want her to be recognized, even if I don't believe she will be. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I don't think you're going to have a problem with anybody in this category. Michelle Williams was fantastic. And as I said, on our best of 2016 episode that she should just be dropped in any movie where you need a woman to make somebody cry. Um, however, I want Viola Davis uh, to win for Fences. Again, I'd have no problem with any of them, but I think Viola Davis's performance and just the amount of snot that she generates while she's crying deserves an Academy Award. So what do you think will win, Jen? I definitely think Viola Davis will win. Um, I don't think that there is any doubt in anyone's mind that she will win despite the strong performances of the other ladies in this category i think she is a shoe in that is most definitely how it's trending so yeah i would have absolutely no problem with that um i also think that that's what will happen um and and i want it to happen and i think it will happen for no other reason than i think she gives some of the best acceptance speeches in the world. So I just want her to get up there and speak her truth and do her thing because she is not only obviously fantastically talented, but does a great job of taking the opportunity that she's given to speak her mind and say something meaningful. Jen, while she does not have a Grammy Award, if she does win, that would give her um, three of the four legs of the EGOT. She already has a Tony Award for this same role from Fences. She actually has two Tony Awards. She won an, uh, an Emmy for How to Get Away with Murder, and this would also give her the Oscar. So I think that would be really, really cool if she got there. Just give her a, some spoken word thing, um, and she would be on her way to an EGOT. Mm -hmm. 
It's not easy for me to admit that I've been standing in the same place for 18 years. Well, I've been standing with you. I got a life, too. Don't you think I had dreams and hopes? What about my life? What about me? All right, moving on to Best Director. This is a fairly interesting and semi-controversial category. Um, the nominees are uh, Dennis Villeneuve for Arrival, Mel Gibson from Hacksaw Ridge, Damien Chazelle from La La Land, Kenneth Lonergan from Manchester by the Sea, and Barry Jenkins from Moonlight. I'll go ahead and go first, um, since we're alternating. For me, I wish that Denzel Washington had been nominated. I don't know that as much as even as, as much as I love Fences that I think he should have won, but I think that he deserved to be nominated over I don't know over who because it's a it's a fairly good category. Um, but I you know I didn't see Mel Gibson's Hacksaw Ridge. There's plenty of other reasons to wish that Mel Gibson hadn't been nominated. But since I didn't see the film, I'm not going to speculate on that one. But I thought. As much, Jane, as you fell asleep three times during Fences, I thought it was a beautifully and expertly directed film and acted film. Uh, so I wish that Denzel Washington had been nominated in that category. Well, I'm always going to root for Denzel. Yeah. Um, my wish is for Garth Davis, the director of Lion. In case anyone's seeing a pattern here, for both I of loved us, yeah. Lion. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's there's nothing wrong with that. I, I enjoyed Lion as well. <laughs> Um, in the want category, I want Dennis Villanueva for Arrival to win. Um, I don't know that there's a very good chance of that happening, but I'm on record of just absolutely loving this film. I think it was so intelligently shot and so intelligently structured that the way they told this story, which is much more complicated than it looks like on face value, I thought it was as impactful as could possibly be. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way that it was filmed and the cinematography and, and the direction from the, from the acting. So I want him to win. What about you, Jen? I want Barry Jenkins to win for Moonlight. Um, pretty much all the reasons you just gave, the way it was shot. Uh, I just thought it was beautifully shot. And um, I want him to win. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would have no problem if that happened to because I think like what I said about Arrival, what you said about Moonlight, I think they apply to both. So um, that would be fine. But I think Jen, I I would be shocked if I think if we didn't agree on who will win, and that's Damien Chazelle. I mean, he's pretty much won every award for this category. So if he doesn't win, I think that would be probably the upset of the night. I agree, and and not taking anything away from him, I thought La La Land was shot beautifully. You know, it's just at this point where you're like. You want some upsets. <laughs> so Yeah, it's pretty much by the book from here on out, I think. Um, I, you liked La La Land much better than I did. One thing I will say about the direction, at least, because I, I think you have to separate, especially because Damien Chazelle is both the writer and the director, I think you have to separate his screenplay from the direction. I enjoyed the direction far more than I enjoyed the screenplay. Um, so I would be fine with him winning this. I think... You know, the way he played with colors, especially early on in the film, was really, really cool. Um, and some of the shots he had and how he framed some of the musical numbers and the art work of the, the scenery for some of those things, I think was beautiful. So I'm, I'll be fine when he wins it, although I, you know, wish it would go some other places. All right. Um, now on to Best Leading Actress. We're getting close to the end here. The nominees are Isabella Hoopert for the French film Elle, Ruth Nega for the film Loving, Natalie Portman for Jackie, Emma Stone for La La Land, 
and Meryl Streep from Flores Foster Jenkins. Jen, why don't you uh, hit us up here? I think I know where you're going to go. Well, I had two wishes. I know you're going to cover the other one, so I'm going to go the other way, and I'm going to wish that Taraji P. Henson had been nominated. Uh, I have two wishes for this category. I know you're going to go the other way, so I'm going to go with Amy Adams for Arrival. Correct. (laughs) I knew that would happen, so... Yeah, I have both. I would have been fine with both of them getting nominations. I've not seen L. I have not seen Loving, um, mainly because it was uh, not out down here in Orlando very widely, and I missed the screening. Um, I hope to watch it before the uh, awards actually happen, but um, I think Amy Adams was the really the only major snub in any of the major categories, uh, because I think she delivers a performance of a lifetime in Arrival. Taraji P. Henson... I. I think it's a great performance. I love the movie. We've talked about this already. I don't know that hers was as impa- impactful. Is not the right word. I don't know if it was as award worthy as some of these other ones because it was very much in the vein of similar performances in historical movies in the past. Although I loved it and it made me cry multiple times. So I- I'm with you. Either one. I would. I wish that either Amy and or Taraji would have been nominated. Okay. Um, so out of these nominees. Jen, who do you want to win? I I want Ruth Nega to win just to turn the night upside down because <laughs> I think that would be such a huge upset. Um, she's not going to, but I would really like to see that happen. Did you see Loving? I haven't because the <laughs> the trailer <laughs> makes me so upset. And the fact that it's a true story. Like, I was so upset after Hidden Figures knowing that that had really happened and like, it just makes me my stomach crawl like any sort of racial movie just makes me ill. And so I want to see it, but I don't know if I can handle it, but I'm rooting for her. Yeah, I, I don't know that there is a problem with that. Just so everybody knows, Ruth Nega is also one of the stars of the AMC show Preacher, where she co-stars along with a man named Dominic Cooper, who is also known for playing the young Howard Stark in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That also happens to be her boyfriend of the last seven years. So she's an Academy Award nominee, stars on a TV show that was fairly well critically acclaimed with her life partner. Um, so she's having a pretty good year um, and good for her because she's a um, she's an, a, an Olivier-nominated stage actress from the UK as well. So. Um, I would be fine with that. Although, out of these nominees, I didn't see Ruth Nega in Loving. I didn't see Isabel Hooper in Elle. Um, Jackie, I thought, was a disaster of a movie, even though Natalie Portman was great. And Meryl Streep and Flores Foster Jenkins, as far as I'm concerned, didn't deserve the nomination. So I'm, I guess I have to go with Emma Stone is who I want to win here. I love Emma Stone. She's in that top three holy trinity for me of, of celebrities I would marry on the spot having never met them. But, I thought she did a great job in the movie, even though I didn't love the movie. So I guess I want Emma Stone to win just by process of elimination in this category. The other two being Anna Kendrick and Kristen Bell. No, not Kristen Bell. She's a little too, uh, she's a little too nutty for me. Uh, I would throw Laura Benanti in there. Oh, okay. Didn't see that coming at all. She's got, uh, yeah, Kristen Bell's got a little too, I mean, the whole like sobbing openly about a sloth concerns me. I don't know if I can deal with that. I mean, I would, but anyway. So what do you have in the will category, Jen? A weird turn. Uh, I think Emma, I think it's Emma Stone's to lose. Yeah. Um, not only with momentum. I thought she was great in the movie. She's a wonderful actress and 
She's a wonderful person. I just like enjoy her immensely yeah. as a woman. So I have no problem with her winning. You know, it's just fun to think of alternatives. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, again, if she doesn't win, it'll be an upset. Even if Meryl Streep won, I think it would still be an upset just because she, Emma's won everything else and that's the way everything's going. The event, the La La Land backlash that I think we all kind of anticipated has not happened. At least not yet, and at least not to the degree that it has. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We make, she told me, a bit of madness is key, to give us new colors to see, who knows where it will lead us. All right, moving on to the Best Leading Actor category. The nominees are Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling for La La Land, Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington for Fences. Jen, I I have only seen three of these films, but the other two seem to have garnered plenty of acclaim as well. I'll be honest with you, I don't really have... A wish outside of these like i thought this seemed to be like the right group of people what about you um i wished for ryan reynolds because i wish yeah. for him on a nightly basis <laughs> i'll take blake i mean i'm fine with that <laughs> yeah i mean it was just uh wishful thinking but you know it would be really fun for and if anyone like, in a superhero movie had a shot it was him but Obviously not going to happen, but you know, we all, we both loved him so much in Deadpool. So it was just my wish. Yeah. I would be fine with that wish. I, the reason I didn't use that wish is because a similar wish might be coming shortly. Anyway, in um, the want category, I don't think this will be a surprise to anyone who's followed these wishes and wants so far. I want Denzel Washington to win. I thought Casey Affleck, who, as I just mentioned, he won the BAFTA, uh, the awards that we were just talking about. It was really the first one that Denzel did not win. So maybe there is uh, a stemming of the fences tied in this category. But I didn't. I don't know that Ryan Gosling um, deserves it. And as good as Casey Affleck was, <sighs> there's a lot of backlash with him, just like there is with Mel Gibson. And I thought that... His was a little more one note than Denzel's was. I thought we saw more variance and nuance with Denzel than we did with Casey. So I want Denzel to win in this category. Jen? I went out of my way to not make any of my want and wills the same, even if I don't agree with that. And I'm not criticizing you for not. That was just a decision I made. So I want Viggo Mortensen to win because he's Viggo Mortensen and he is – uh, wonderful, wonderful man. I haven't seen Captain Fantastic. Again, the trailer that made me sob. So I'm, I'm concerned. But um, he's just one of those guys that's been around a long time. Like, you don't have an Oscar yet? So that would be yeah. a really big upset. So yeah. why not? Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's... 
I think there's about as much chance of that happening as Ruth Nega happening. Um, but I, I think a lot of people in Hollywood would be happy if it did just for Vigo, even if that performance didn't warrant it. Um, I think, Jen, if I'm reading between the lines, since you said you're going to vary up your once and wills, I think that probably means we are both in agreement that Denzel Washington is probably going to win this award, right? I do agree with you because for a while it seemed like Casey had it sewn up and then all of a sudden Denzel started winning awards and the backlash on Casey Affleck kind of upped its game. So I think this would probably in the acting category, at least be the closest call for me, but I honestly do think Denzel will win. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably fair that this is probably the closest between Denzel and Casey. I mean, I think maybe Lucas Hedges and Marshala and supporting, but I don't think that's as close as this one is. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you're probably right there, but like you, I think that Denzel is in the lead for this one. All right, Jen, that brings us to our big one, the big award of the night, which will probably happen close to like 2 a.m. East Coast time by the time they get this whole thing done. Um, but that is best picture. The nominees are Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water. Jen, did you ever see Hell or High Water? I have not. Um, that's the Jeff Bridges one, correct? Jeff Bridges, Chris Pine. Yeah, it's really good. I, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, if it's well, one we Hell haven't. Or... What's that? Hell or High Water and Hacksaw Ridge are the two I haven't seen. Yeah, I have not seen Hacksaw Ridge. And that's it. I've seen the other ones. Um, anyway, I just, we haven't talked about, we haven't mentioned it really at all. So I wasn't sure if you had seen that one yet or not. But it's really good if you haven't, Jen or listeners, check that one out. So uh, again, Arrival Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Um, I telegraphed my uh, my wish here, and that is I wish that Deadpool had been nominated. They nominated nine films. They can go up to ten. And really the reason that they expanded from just five to potentially ten was because The Dark Knight got left out. They wanted to have the opportunity for films that were outside of these emotional tearjerker award bait films, um, so much, so often, uh, so often independent films. They wanted to give these bigger budget Hollywood chances at least a shot to say they were an Academy Award nominee. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy should have been nominated two years ago, and I, I think Deadpool should have been nominated here. It turned the superhero genre on its ear. And and I really think that it should have been nominated. Uh, it was not. I would be shocked if it wasn't number 10 on the list anyway. But I know they have their determinations on how many votes it has to have. But I was disappointed that Deadpool didn't get nominated. Because I think in a year where you only have nine, you might as well put something in there that has no shot. But it would mean something that it did. Uh, for my wish, I'm going to go with something that's nominated and that's not going to win. And I don't know if anyone will su- suspect this, but I really wish that Lion would win. I didn't know you liked that movie, Jen. I love that movie. Yeah, it's it's a really good movie. And we've talked about it a little bit before. I mentioned it on my list, but you hadn't seen it yet. Um, and we talked about it on our last episode um, last week. Um, you recommended it like five or six times. But it's a really good movie. Great acting. Dev Patel is great. The little kid who plays him younger. Oh, the little kid kills me. So good. Like, he can't be more than five. And he's giving. I think he's five, five or six. Yeah, and he's giving an unbelievable performance. Like, Nicole Kidman getting nominated for this, I think, is a little because she's Nicole Kidman. I don't know that she necessarily deserves it, but she's good. So is is Rooney Mara. Like, I've never really cared for Rooney Mara and anything she's done. Now, Kate, on the other hand, I love Kate, but I just, I adored Rooney in this movie. So, uh, yeah, Lion's a great one. I, I 
I'm with you. I don't think it's going to win, but um, that's a, that's as strong of a wish as anything. So I'm on board with that. Um, my want, I don't think this will be a surprise. My want, or maybe it will. Arrival was my favorite movie of last year, but I actually don't want it to win. I want Fences to win, mainly because it was up there. It was like my number three or four movie of last year, but we don't get a lot of plays adapted for the big screen, at least not like this, where it's a not a huge budget, but it's got big names behind it. It gets a huge awards push, and it's done really, really well. August Osage County, which is one of my favorite plays of all time, got kind of a hatchet job movie, despite having big names in it. I think this was just the epitome of how a straight stage play should be handled on on film, and I'm so glad that it's getting the recognition. Jen, I know it wasn't your favorite, but I think you can at least appreciate any time a play gets a top-rate adaptation for the screen. I do. I just don't like plays. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you're, you're definitely much more like of a musical. Yeah. So. so I would love Fences to win. I want Fences to win. Um, but we'll get to Wills. Jen, what do you what do you want to win? I want Moonlight to win. Um, you know that I liked La La Land a lot more than you did. And I think that we both know our wills are La La Land. But I think Moonlight's a stronger movie. And mm-hmm. it's gotten a little buzz lately. So I have this tiny hope that it's just going to upset at the last minute. But in reality, you know, I can I can keep it real. But I really, really want it to win. I think it would do wonders for a, a tiny film like that to, to get Best Picture. Yeah, you're right. We both think that La La Land will win. But to be honest with you, when the nominations came out, I thought that Moonlight was the favorite to win. The reason being that La La Land had already gotten such huge buzz that I thought there would be that backlash that I mentioned earlier. And so far, while there has been a bit of a backlash, there really hasn't been a huge one like I anticipated. So I thought Moonlight would slide in as the one that all the critics loved, that it was very much in, you know, despite the kind of unusual content for for a um a film it's very much an artistic movie it's written by a playwright um it's got great um like you talked about cinematography and all this stuff so um i thought moonlight would win Uh, i thought it would be kind of like that dark horse that just kind of keeps going on the inside while the the favorites kind of fade away but i don't think that it's going to happen at this point we're recording on the 12th so there's definitely time and like we said our picks are non-binding but i think la la land's going to win and I, that I won't hate that. Um, it was still, you know, one of my favorite, you know, top 16 movies or whatever it was. I wished it was a better movie, but it's still, it's a movie musical winning an Academy Award. So I can't really hate that. Also, I think it would be, I mean, you know, there was so much backlash last year with the Oscars so white. And this year it's like the yeah. Oscars less white, but <laughs> it would be such a great symbol of hope for like this tiny little movie about African-Americans to overtake this big white musical. Like it would just be kind of cool, but it's not going to (laughs) happen. Like Whitey always wins. Yeah. Whitey always wins, but that would be probably true too for fences, which had some big names, but is, um, wasn't for all intents and purposes, an independent film or hidden figures, which while it wasn't a, a, you know, a predominantly black acting cast, it was the story of, of African-American women. So while I don't think Hidden Figures has nearly as much of a chance as Moonlight or Fences does, I think the message of one of those winning over La La Land would definitely hold true. Although at this point, I just don't think it's going to happen. So, all right, Jen, on 
the 24th of February, we will release our article with all of our predictions for every category for this year's Academy Awards. We'll have some other Broadway world people, as I mentioned before. I'll try to see if I can get some theater-related celebs to have their picks, because they're probably all Screen Actors Guild people, and they all get those screeners and all that stuff, so they've seen everything. So those will be our official picks in that article. We have not discussed a wager for this. I owe you dressing up like a leprechaun on, on St. Patrick's Day coming up next month. So what do we want to do for this one? The winner of this, what does the loser have to do? Or what does the winner get? Um, what, do, what do you think? Have you thought of anything? So when I say to you, you have to wear a Notre Dame article, you hear dressed like a leprechaun? Oh, I thought that's what you'd said, but I'm fine with that. Oh, I said wear something Notre Dame. Okay, I'm fine with that too. I'm totally good with that. Well, maybe I shouldn't have spoken up. I know, seriously. <laughs> I was going to dress like a leprechaun and do the fists, like from the logo. Um, that's what that's I was saying. Irish. Yeah, fine. But I'll wear something Notre Dame. That's fine if that's what you want. But what do you, what do you think for this? Um, I've got an idea or two, but I'm interested to hear what you said since you did win the Emmy one. What you think for the Oscar one? Oh, I haven't given it any thought at all. What are your ideas? All right. My first idea is something we talked about for a previous bet. What we didn't do is that the winner gets to pick a season of television that the other person must watch from start to finish, not necessarily binging, but must watch in some sort of given period of time, even though we know that it is probably something that they won't like. I will... I would place the caveat on it that I'm not going to give you something that I hate personally. It would give you something that I enjoy that I don't think would normally be something that you would watch. Um, my hope would be that you would then enjoy it as well, even if it's not something that normally would be in your wheelhouse. So that would be mine because it sticks, you know, it's the in the spirit of encouraging new, trying new things. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I, I mean, I liked the caveat that, like, it's not just for pure torture. Like yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't give you powerless. I mean, hell no. <laughs> but I might give you, I'm not saying this is what I do, but I might give you Grimm. I love, I like Grimm. I know it's not something that you watch or probably have ever even thought about watching. Uh, I'm not saying that's what it will be, but we, we might want to work out some sort of, like, rules. It can't be, like, you know, 12, or, like, it can't be, like, 24 episodes of three hours each. You know, it has to be something in some sort of time constraint. But I think... uh you know, that can be the, the basics, and we can work out the details uh, moving forward. But watch a season of television that might not be in the wheelhouse of the person who loses. So are we good with that? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, cool. All right, thanks for listening to this special Oscars 2017 edition of Broadway World's Unlike It Pop podcast. You can find all of our episodes on broadwayworld.com, and you can get new episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. So make sure to download, rate, subscribe, do all those things. Make us feel good about Sun Like It Pop. Follow Jen at Eponine Q on Twitter, me at Matt, and the podcast at SLIP Podcast. We will talk to you sometime in March after the Academy Awards and as things start to pick up um, with some new television shows and as we start to inch closer to summer movies. All right. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, we'll see you around the Broadway world. I just wanted to remind everybody that we're going to be starting to release episodes on a six-part series about the new musical Invisible by David Orris and David Hollingsworth. We recorded a bunch of episodes speaking with the creators as well as some of the actors, producers, directors on what it takes to get a show from concept to the stage. And we hope to premiere that either at the end of February or the beginning of March. But in the meantime, check them out at InvisibleTheMusical.com or follow them on Twitter at Invisible underscore show for the latest updates on their production. 
Thank you.